You are listening to Tech Grind, behind the scenes of leading high-tech ecosystems. Hey everyone, and thank you for joining us for part three of our talk with Stefan Horvath. Um, now we are talking about the investor outreach phase. We talked about building your funding strategy. We talked about showcasing the story and the materials. And now we want to talk about how to actually go and do that investor outreach. Stefan, yeah. how? How do we do that? Okay, so as an entrepreneur, you have to use whatever knowledge, whatever experience, and very important, also what kind of instincts you have accumulated all over the years, right? Because as an entrepreneur, you're prepared to be highly competitive, yeah? And competing is in your DNA. Just let's assume that. And you have to measure your relative worth in a kind of head-to-head-to-head competition with other investments with other entrepreneurs and we spoke and let me talk with a with a uh, start with a with a pitch at the beginning the investor outreach we spoke so much about the pitch decks because that is why i think we, we should start that pitches they are their primal yeah so you win or you lose and normally you don't get a second chance and you have to convince an investor in one single session or with one single email and that means mm-hmm. you have to be well prepared and what I personally like with pitches and what makes me excited is that pitches they add a kind of let's say a shot of adrenaline into the project into the company yeah when when you say pitch in this uh, setting what do you mean because of what It's not like a stage pitch. What do you mean, like a video? No, when I say pitch, that, that includes all what we said before. The pitch includes strategic financial documents. Okay. Okay. That includes your business plan. That includes definitely a video, right? And a, a very right, good, right, right. let's say, two, three staged pitch deck that develops it. Yeah. So it all comes together. Pitch is for me the, the action where you use all what we prepared before, all the thinking before. We do only for one reason. We want to be okay. successful with a pitch. And th- this is what, yeah. as an entrepreneur, you, you're, you're there to compete. You want to show why you're better. Right. And uh, this is what people are actually burning for. When we, we talked now about two sessions about how to prepare for that. But to be honest, Yeah, any entrepreneur wants to pitch instantly, right? <laughs> so, 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 so that is that is why what what is I think the most exciting part is the investor outreach, and then actually, which is a part of the pitch, yeah. Because if you reach out to the people, the way how you reach out to the people, you mentioned the video, video is good. It can be different ways. You have to get mm-hmm. on the top of their list, right, of the to do list for next Monday. So that's it. And that yep. means also your team. Yeah. Your team is probably online earlier, work longer and, and really try to do way harder when you're in the pitch mode. So you think fast and you work as, as one team. And this, this team, this is something you can then transfer into the outreach process. 
That means it's not only you as a CEO or you as the business development manager who has do, to do the outreach. Yeah, there's there's definitely more mm -hmm. collaboration. There could be longer debates. There could be um, a plan, but everyone in the company should be integrated in that. But you never know if he doesn't have a contact to someone who knows someone who is the right person to invest in your company and to get to get on that the decks. So, and we don't have, uh, so when, when we talk about the pitch, so certainly, yeah, uh, startups, they try to attract big investors or uh, investors and mm -hmm. some of them are failing, right? And in your preparation, you need two things. One is the rational mode. These are the numbers, the valuation, the business plan, mm -hmm. and I am... Mm -hmm. Uh, and also, how do you protect the investment? So ideas about that yeah, and what is in for the investor, that is the rational. And you mentioned video, and a video is a good way to bring across how to sell your vision. Because in a pitch to an investor, you have to add one thing that can't be in numbers, and that is passion and emotion. Yeah, If you put in, in mm -hmm. emotions, that always helps to sell. Yeah? And it's a show. Right. Theater still works. <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm, I'm kind of doing the math of what you talked about earlier together with uh, what we're talking about now. Um, all of this you want to, to land on the right table to the right person. Um, and you also want the right materials to land in the right uh, person's uh, uh, inbox, let's say. Because if you send everything all the time, then you'll kind of be overwhelming the other side. And you want to think strategically also on that side. And so you have to kind of put on a show, as you say, not just once, but many times. And <laughs> it's in a way kind of a show that um, the analyst gets the uh, short show, the GP gets the full show. The uh, it, it's kind of not the same show for everyone, right? Uh, that is that is correct. And if you have a direct contact to to uh, investors on a C level, yeah, it is even better if you pick up the phone and if you have the time for the phone call and to present that after you mm -hmm. send the deck in person, right? And it's always worth, I believe, to go to show persistence. Yeah, I know some investors we worked in the past, they said if they don't get three or four emails from the same person, yeah, from the same company, they wouldn't mm -hmm. really believe that they take it serious really? because wow. they don't show the persistence. Mm -hmm. And then they also look if there's an wow. involvement, if there's if there if the if the communication changes, if they give more information, how it's built, how it's structured. Because they see the way how they sell their, their stuff as an investment, yeah, that is how they believe they will can they can sell their product to others. Mm -hmm. Right? So going the extra yeah. mile I think is really important. And we all know it's about the cult of the team. <laughs> and less about the cult of mm. being the individual because that has to be replaced. But nevertheless, an investor will very likely look into your core team and then see very quickly who is already on board and who is there as a, let's say, poster boy, right? 
So, so mm-hmm. that is yeah. it. And in, yeah. if the presentation goes out, relevance, relevance, relevance in the pitch decks, in the credentials, and also yeah. the same in the investor meeting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, relevance, uh, as you said, that's key. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think um, for to the next with uh, negotiations and the uh, due diligence. Okay, let's say we have passed everything. And by the way, I want also to talk about, um, we, we kind of tend to talk all the time about the VC part, but how do you do the outreach to a family office? How do you do the outreach to private equities, to angels, uh, um, investment banks? Um, how do you do that? Let's answer that first and then go into the negotiation and do the diligence phase. Um, okay. So how do you do the outreach? I think you do it always in the same way, but with a personalized approach. And if you go mm-hmm. for VCs or if you go for private equity companies with the same deck, you're doing the wrong thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe at the beginning, you should really make a decision if you go down a VC path for tech companies, that might be a mm-hmm. good option. Or if you go down the private equity path, right? And you will find VCs in both areas. You will also find family offices who have VC companies, right? So, mm-hmm. so that that doesn't that's not the part. What is <clears throat> I think very important? If you try to do the outreach, and if you know that they have the mandate, try to connect to the person you know that they are relevant for your topic. There's mm-hmm. one thing in these Monday meetings. They they might have three or four GPs, but the company has only a budget, let's say 100 million, okay? So if you're asking for 10 Mm -hmm. million and um, someone else is asking for 10 million, you talk to the person, let's say, if your product is about AI, you have to find the guy who is really into AI and not the guy who is into, let's say, uh, VR business, right? Uh, because right. the 10 right. millions are only one time in their pot. So you have to understand there is a kind of um, competition between the GPs too, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we talked about it shortly. And the limited uh, partners. In the, part, in, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the recent parts. that And, and that's kind of... Um, uh, uh, another point to say about the GP, every GP usually will have his own domain. So one will be the medical, or one will be the agriculture, one will be the, uh, um, not real estate, because that won't be all in one fund, but every general partner will have his expertise, right? That is that is correct. And just just a hint, because of they have their expertise, for an entrepreneur who works a lot with LinkedIn or LinkedIn sales manager, mm-hmm. uh, you can identify who switched companies or who stepped up as a mm-hmm. GP. So who stepped up as a GP going to into a fund or into, a, in, in, into um, let's say, or in a family office in the new, you always have to show something new. Yeah, You don't have the traditional ties into the companies and to your past investors. Right. So even you take mm-hmm. them with you. Right. Right. Or you're very likely open to read a lot of stuff that you get. Yeah. 
maybe more interested, yeah. maybe more open. So this is normally an angle where I try very often to to include them into the outreach, yeah, but with a kind of separate mm -hmm. separate pitch, right? So we're saying here is a great idea. Do you want to discuss? At, at the beginning, it's more about the discussion level, and if they feel comfortable, we offer that we give not only the pitch decks, but we will give some slides if they need open so that they can do a copy and paste and bring that into their Monday meetings so that they help to mm -hmm. sell you. Mm -hmm. So you help them be your ambassador. I help them to be shiny and looking good yeah, by providing them with all the materials they need to have a meaningful conversation with their team when they're new in a team. Mm -hmm. Because it will yeah. help them to get a better position, and if the, there's a there's a good resonance, there's a good feedback, it will also help the project. Well, yeah, and and that's uh, again on the PC side and on the family office side. Is it is it the same? Are there committees that uh, that uh, approve? the investments or how, how does it work i'm i'm taking a family office as an example because i want to talk about um investment investment uh types that are other than vc okay. as well if you have a fund regardless with a family office or whatever yeah they have mm -hmm. a regulation and very likely in most of the regulations uh you have the gps on one side yeah you have a fund mm -hmm. management company as another partner in Right, and you have an independent investment committee. So, as a GP, mm -hmm. you can influence that. As an LP, you have influence, or at least some of the LPs have influence in that. Right, and you always have some. Normally, you should have some specialists into that, and they will make the investment mm -hmm. decision. And this triangle, yeah, is needed to please the regulators. So, so it's it's okay. uh, it's a, it's a very likely it's a structured process, and if you know which the regulation is, you can easily understand how that works, and you can follow mm -hmm. on LinkedIn and see if they are posting that they are part of an investment committee or not. So you probably find ways how to spread the word in different areas. Okay, so that's the. Uh, yeah, and then if you have a family office that is small, you will very likely have a very patriarchic or a very structured way. Yeah, let's think mm -hmm. about okay. the Middle East. Yeah, so so if you if you have right. investments in the Middle East, they are very likely following a, a clear structure, and that doesn't mean that the managing director, who is probably around 30, 35 or forty, and you talk to, will make the decision. The decision will make by someone mm -hmm. else. You might not really recognize and he's, he drinks coffee in the corner and he's just listening, right? <laughs> but but there's, there's a different way how to structure. If you go to a US company or most of that, they have very clear uh, investment structures and they follow probably loss, less the guts, guts feeling, yeah, but probably more uh, number driven. Okay, so now let's say that we are... Uh are past that uh, level, yeah, which is a very advanced level. Uh, we're past that, and uh, the investor, in any way that he comes as a family office or, or as a VC or, or as an angel, 
he's interested and uh, we start diving a bit uh, deeper uh, to negotiations about terms uh, or to the term sheet um, and to the due diligence phase. Right. Let's talk a bit about okay. that. Uh, to reach the due diligence phase, we have done all the preparation and we have done the marketing, yeah, which is, and marketing includes buyer solicitation, definitely, so, so the, the investor solicitation, and then also a kind of due diligence that you do on them, right? That means it's mm -hmm. a kind of right. um, the, the, the LOI, the structure, the due diligence uh, process, the kind of deal structuring that that is done. And when it goes then into the phase, when I say it's phase three, it's negotiation and documentation. Yeah. So you have the negotiation at the beginning. That is the final due diligence. So there was an early stage mm -hmm. due diligence on your documents before. Otherwise, you wouldn't reach that point. Right. And right. let me, before we say what we do, just some some numbers, which I brought up from a past project. That means we have, and this these are real numbers, we have identified candidates for an investment, so potential investors, around 500. Out mm -hmm. of them, we have what we call screen targets. This about 100 to 200 out of the 500. So for the others, you won't go for some reasons, right? And then out of the screen targets, we're going with what we're saying solicited targets. So that's where you have the first feedback mm -hmm. and where you really put some time more in. These are out of the 500, maybe somewhere between 20 and 40, maybe 20 and 50. So those are the ones that you actually uh, did outreach to? No, the, 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 we, we inform every one of the 500 at the beginning. So I, I believe it's not about sending the pitch deck. I told you at the beginning, it's about mm -hmm. six months ahead, right? We okay. start communicating about your idea, about what you do, about your information, bringing the name of the company on their table. That's all, right? And based mm -hmm. on their feedback, that is a part of the screening process. So screening is, it's you, you, you try to see, are they reachable? Right? Are they, are they responsive and whatever? And then there could be someone is not responsive, right. but you really want to talk with him. So he comes into the solicited targets. Out of them, let's say we get, let's say the, the identification of the value. We have about 10 out of the 20 or out of the 500 at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the detailed due diligence, we start only about five, five to 10 because Otherwise, you can't handle that. Yeah. Wow. So, so that is uh, that is why uh, sending out and communicating is important. And a lot of startups are sending out their decks. That is great. Uh, if you do that in a structured way every month with a communication, it helps you in the filtering process. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. can only recommend mm -hmm. go for a damned high number because it hasn't to be you. It can also be the head-to-head-to-head -head -to -head competition that they go for someone else. It could be that they're running out of budgets and they, they don't have the investments or that they skip a certain area. There can be so many reasons. That is why put in as much as possible in their communication, in your communication. And the last thing is we try to, to negotiate. It's maybe two to four out of the 500. That is that that is that is the process. And when we're talking now about the negotiation phase, that is 
uh, what we would I would say calculate two to four weeks for that just for the, for the negotiation phase if you mm -hmm. already reach that point that you're with them in closed negotiations that means you do a final due diligence you have to be very open to financial audits so you have to be prepared with your uh, CFO yeah and they will very yeah. likely do a sales or an uh, an ops review yeah then be prepared for management interviews that means mm -hmm. your team mm -hmm. can be interviewed that they mean they will not only talk to you as a funder they will also talk to the team and if they find then inconsistencies what you have in before that is that put at least some question marks into that yeah. right yeah and finally yeah. you do a kind of planning for uh, the legal negotiations right mm -hmm. and after mm -hmm. that two to four process which is more about the financials you go into the documentation <laughs> you go into the i mean legal documentation right right and that means right. that's right. your term sheet then th this is who are the representatives mm -hmm. and what are the warranties you can put on the table yeah these are indemnifications these are the schedules that you design for how do we want to move mm -hmm. on with that? When do we have the, the, is it an escrow account? Wouldn't it be one? And what are the milestones and how mm -hmm. long we want to be in? And finally, you need a kind of approval stage on the investment committee side. And then you need that on the GP side and then you, the, the funds will be released. That is why with a family office that is patriarchic driven, or uh, with a with an angel investor who can make his own decision, very likely by less of these mm -hmm. documents, but more about his guts feeling, you will get easier fundings. And finally, then you have the closing. That uh, sums it up very well, uh, the, the whole process. And I think that we can do an episode about each of the things that you just uh, stated. Um, but I think that underneath all this is that we have to understand that, uh, and, and I'm talking, talking from the entrepreneur side, the entrepreneur is going to be scrutinized in all aspects. When you start mumbling, that's not good. Um, that kind of uh, takes the confidence out. And if uh, the investor or anyone from him um, finds inconsistencies, that will very much hurt the process of investment. So you have to be ready. You, 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 we are always in competition with very strong startups uh, next to us, um, especially now when capital is very uh, cheap, let's call it, um, and you have a lot of startups um, really starting because of that as well. And you have to build your essence. It's, uh, I, I wanted to say story, but you have to, 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 to build your essence um, to be very good to be a very good startup on in in every way that we talked about in these uh three parts and i think that what you showed us today stefan um is a very structured way to look at things and um i 
want also to say that if uh, any of you want to contact Stefan, the uh, details will be in the uh, description of the episode. So Stefan, if we kind of sum up this part and all the other parts in a few bullets uh, or a few points that the entrepreneurs listening to this must go home with. What, what are the three, four uh, bullets? Yeah, I think what they should go home with is regardless if you do that alone or if you do that with a company or uh, if you if you go that with consultants or if you do that with us, as a startup, you should really think that it's a way complex process, way more complex than just the solution to sell the investment into the solution, right? And I also believe mm-hmm. when you go with such a process, a few things will happen. You will see clearer on your own project. Yeah. So you will be smarter right. in any argumentation when it comes to financial information. That is where most of them struggle. But if that is really well prepared, uh, you will support uh, you you uh, with the, you will support the investment company by giving them the relevant information. Then you will be able to communicate better because if you have done all this thinking before, yeah, some of them might pop up in the future, some of them never, but you were thinking through all what can happen and you can create also relevant content across your teams, time zones, and how to connect with people. You mentioned before the video. yeah. If you, if you talk mm-hmm. in the video about this, what you were going through the investment process and talk why you think you're the right investment. It's totally different than if you talk about this is my project. Because in this moment, you're special to an investor. You try to talk their language. And I also believe it will be a faster contact if there is a response. So you can move faster on with opportunities and the ability to handle individual communication to investors because you're prepared for that. And then you have a kind of one-to-one discussion that is, again, relevant and that will bring it bring it, and help you to scale it further. So because what you want to do is to leverage and build your business and in an efficient and controlled way. Yeah? And therefore, you need a partner like uh, an investor. Yeah? And therefore, the investor needs you as a partner because you're the only one who can enable that. I think that's a great sum, summing up of the uh, things. Um, And uh, of course, there is so much more to say about the subject. Um, I think we can keep on talking for hours on this. Um, but if uh, any of you listeners want to contact Stefan, again, the um, details will be in the uh, description. Also, if you want to contact us on uh, TechGrind, you can email us at uh, techgrind at gmail.com. And Stefan, I want to say a big thank you for being on the show today for this uh, New Year's special episode. So thank you very much. Uh, a big thank you back for having me here. And also, I wish anyone who listens, regardless if you're an investor or if you're an entrepreneur, yeah, a great and successful uh, new year yeah, and a successful uh, 2022. 
Happy New Year. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you. Bye-bye.